You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hi, my name is Blake, and I have just a quick note before we get started. Actually, it's more like a recommendation because this podcast is an immersive audio experience. Part fact, part fantasy. It's best that you listen with headphones on, imagination on, and everything else turned off. Welcome to Abandoned, the All-American Ruins podcast. Season 2, Episode 2 Eric We share our first conversation on top of an abandoned quarry shaft, a stone's throw from my house in the Hudson Valley. It's my private island, a crow's nest that is tough to reach without a hefty amount of gumption and willingness to distort the rules, which seems to be the modus operandi of most of my All-American Ruins expeditions. Eric practices witchcraft and navigates trauma steadily, gracefully, which I pick up on almost immediately. He is debonair, effervescent, and has a slightly nervous but handsome face. likes that I'm not very good at following the rules, and understands why the act of exploring abandoned spaces has once again become a sanctuary to me, a spiritual hobby I picked up again in May of 2020 after a 15-ish year hiatus. In fact, he introduces me to a word I'd never heard before, a word not officially recognized by the Oxford English Dictionary, anamoya or the feeling of intense longing for a time and place one has never known. I talk about that word on this podcast a lot. Eric is eager to join me on this day trip to the abandoned Great Barrington Fairgrounds in the Berkshires of Massachusetts, some two-ish hours from my house. Once a bustling amusement park, now a desolate echo of the past, a vacant lot with a grandstand, empty, and an announcer's watchtower, also empty, and a snack bar without snacks, and bathrooms without running water, and entrance turnstiles without clerks in the box office waiting to admit patrons into the park to watch the horses run round and round the racetrack.
We glide with ease past the entrance. The green paint against the white trim covered in cheap graffiti. A threshold that doesn't even try to keep us out. The property has been purchased by genuine do-gooders who possess high hopes of saving the ruins of the Great Barrington Fairgrounds, first abandoned in 1997. A blistering reminder of history come and gone, summers full of laughter and cotton candy and beer, and the ooh and ah chants from the crowd who watch with fiery intensity as the horses race round and round on what used to be a clear racetrack but is slowly being reclaimed by Mother Nature, weeds of all shapes and sizes twisting around our ankles as we move into the park. We pass by a gate, adorned overhead by a sign carved into wood, fair ground. Two separate words, past an empty field once jam-packed with carnival rides and hot dog vendors and games to try your luck and maybe, just maybe, win a giant stuffed bear or an oversized t-shirt. A stretch of land now unrecognizable to the ghosts of the community members who once roamed this property to forget their troubles on a summer afternoon, the air ripe with soft pretzels and melted cheese, the faint smell of horse manure and gasoline wafting through the crowds who aimlessly wander this place under the Berkshire mountain sky. In the distance, the grandstand and watchtower seem promising, and we meander towards them. Today is a day for equanimity, for spending time together, talking about the fate of the galaxy or what defines good art, or why God may or may not give a shit about God's us. A, God is not some man in the sky waving a finger at you, telling you to do good things. It's, uh, you know, uh, there's like... We venture around the track, trotting along and admiring the grandstand to our left. A massive structure still ripe with the remnants of the hustle and bustle of a typical fairground day. I begin to see ghosts emerge from the shadows under the roof, dressed to the nines, a true early 1900s crowd in hats and lapels, in hoop skirts and handkerchiefs, cheering as my love and I, now horses in my imagination, happily approach the starting line. From the watchtower, the announcer exclaims, And I decide, in my imagination, again, that his horse name is Effervescence, because, indeed, he is. And I know somewhere buried in my subconscious, something doesn't feel right. Something in me feels like I might falter and eventually flake. My horse name, Flake.
I turn my head and watch him parade down the track, so rich in spirit. He shimmers in the light of June as we transform out of our horse form into human form to ascend to the top of the watchtower and switch shifts with the current announcers. As we reach the top, I notice how safe I feel and wonder if effervescence feels the same way. My guts churn at the thought of hurting him and I convince myself delusionally that I am merely trying to self-sabotage, that I am in fact deeply in love with this man, but really? I think that I'm just scared to be alone during a pandemic. I already felt so isolated for the first three months, and Eric put a halt to that. Though I have a genuine kinship with this man, in love I am not. We pass a vacant bar on weeded terrain, and effervescence unintentionally poses for photographs, assuming the role of dashing bartender, passing off drinks to the crowd. We attempt to go further, rounding the bend and out of sight of the grandstand, but a small rainstorm opens up above, so we dart back, cutting across the center of the track as the groundskeeper in pinstripe suspenders and knee-high work boots yells at us. Get out of the later on that a tornado decimated the grandstand in 1995, with a rebuild in 1996, only to close forever in 1997. This abandoned fairground, a symbol of Great Barrington's pride since 1848, has become a giant question mark with the locals. What the hell happened to it? We duck underneath the grandstand and discover an entire world underneath. This way. Refreshment stands, bathrooms, and a tunnel that at one time crossed underneath the track to the other side. Every single ghost here seems happy, but they fade away as Eric and I take off our clothes, hold each other, and pose for photos. He is a photographer by trade with a fierce eye for compelling compositions. We kiss under the shadows of the crowds above, cheering for the horses, the day, the intimate connection between effervescence and flake. I love you. I love you too. Our bodies untangle and continue into the stomach of the grandstand where we discover an RV. 
Our eyes bug as we step inside. A message scribed on the wall indicates that vagabonds occupied this space at some point. The message they've left behind thanks the owners of the fairground ruins. Thank you, fairgrounds and new owners, for the lovely, cozy summer home. Summer Summer of of 2006. 2006. It was a lovely home. Spooky, yet Lovely. lovely. We learned how to be extra sneaky and quiet. We'll leave these campers in good condition. Thanks. Eric and I make our way to the back of the grandstand. He's tall enough to shimmy up broken sets of stairs flawlessly and enters and disappears. I catch a glimpse of him as he leans out of a window, framed against the blue sky afternoon wearing my in-sync t-shirt, before he evaporates out of sight once again into the wilds of the grandstand. He looks like a cloud. I eventually find another staircase up, and he shows me things he's discovered. Empty rooms off the sides of the main arcade, full of old ticket stubs, desks and filing cabinets full of employee paperwork. I spot messages on the trailers outside, including my two favorites. Am I pretty yet? With an ugly face scribbled next to it. And... Bourgeoisie bombs. We reach the top of the stairs of the stadium seating. I half expect the benches to be packed shoulder to shoulder with ghosts, but they're empty. It's just effervescence and me on this long Sunday afternoon. In the stands, I hop from one bench to the next, a child on a playground. Eric takes my picture. Today I am safe, and I'm okay. He grabs my hand as we say goodbye to the fairgrounds. I look left upon exiting and see a giant heart spray-painted on an empty sign. It's perfect, as perfect as this imperfect moment of confused happiness could be. I guess we'll see what happens, I think, as we exit. The roaring sounds of the crowds and the galloping horses fading out into the golden hour. If you're just tuning in, welcome to the second season of Abandoned, the All-American Ruins podcast. Join me every other week as I take you on an immersive sonic journey, recounting my expeditions of abandoned spaces across the United States, which I transform into fantastical audio experiences that allow you, dear listener, to dive into my imagination with me, or maybe inspire you to go out and use your own. Next time, we time travel back to 1979, while learning about boundaries in a friendship at an abandoned gas station in the California desert. 
If you don't want to miss it, then please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't mind if you do rate and review the show. Because for whatever reason, it's good for the algorithm. Also, if you like to read or enjoy amateur photography, just know that each episode of this season is adapted from the original All American Ruins blog, where you can catch up on more of my adventures. Just visit allamericanruins.com or follow me on Instagram at allamericanruins. Abandoned, the All American Ruins podcast is hosted, written, edited, and produced by me, Blake File with studio space courtesy of Radio Kingston, WKNY, AM 1490, FM 107.9 in Kingston, New York. Special thanks to Ida Hakala, Jimmy Buff, and Manuel Bloss for the mentorship and encouragement, to you, the listener, for taking time to explore these abandoned spaces with me, and to Eric, effervescent Eric, for being the loveliest man I ever met. <laughs>